Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last minute hotel rooms to offer you £15, €20, or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight, or go to hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, uppercase all run together, West Ham, in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. I know it's great, as I managed to get a room at the Charlotte Street Hotel one day for less than half the normal price. So, follow the links and go to Hotel Tonight. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and before we begin I have been empowered. Uh, Jim, Jim's with me, Jim Grant, you're with me. Jim, I am with Jim, you, Jim, yes. Give me a bit of support, Jim. Jim no, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you, I'm 100%, Good. Right. 110% so you're, you're with you. Why, why, why would you be, just be so quiet for the moment For a second, second I was quiet for a second. Well, my, my head was elsewhere for right. a moment. Okay, so well, I Jim, wondered. Jim is with me. I've been empowered, Jim, uh, by the makers of the podcast. Excellent. Uh, I've been empowered by them to make this announcement. Good. It's going to begin. I'm going to. I'm, going to be, I'm looking know. forward to it already. Please don't heckle, Jim. Don't heckle. Me. I wasn't going to. Don't, don't heckle. I'm supportive. Don't, right. Good. I'm here. Fist clenched, kind me? of willing You're you on. Me? Okay. Well, here it goes. Now, we have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you. Yes, you. £15, €20, or $25 off your first booking. So choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight. Search for Hotel Tonight, Jim. Or hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, all run together, uppercase West Ham, in the promo code box. And book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. Whether a business or a pleasure trip uh, or our next away game, you and your mates, if they fancy staying over in a top hotel, 
Uh, it, it's uh, a top ho- Oh shit, I bollocks this up <laughs> In a top hotel I know It's great as I managed to get A room in the Charlotte Street Hotel One day for less than half the normal Price, it's very poorly written Jim It's run, there's a lack of punctuation just, yes, At one there's point, there's no, yeah some punctuation yeah. Has gone missing, yeah. but I think we've got the gist Of the message anyway, yes. before it goes into A sort of strange yes. personal Tell us about the Charlotte Street Hotel it, Phil, how was it? Let's have a run back at this sentence. Uh, whether a business or pleasure trip or our next away game, and you and your mates fancy that's two ands in, yeah. in the sentence. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, Polly Singleton, that's called. Poly, uh, she's lovely. <laughs> she's a lovely girl. <laughs> she Polly is. Dear old Polly Singleton. Singleton. Yeah. Singleton, um, that's lots of ands. Right. right. A yes, Singleton is ands, when you leave yes. all the ands out. Like sex and drugs and rock and roll. That's Polly Singleton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless her. Um, so, uh, so that's it. Well, that's, I mean, I think we've all got the gist of that. Yeah. Uh, from that. The, yeah. the sensible part of that was, and then the poorly written bit, um, doesn't really We can appet- gloss over that. It doesn't How was the Charlotte Street Hotel? I'm interested. You didn't tell me about it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in character at that moment, Jim. I'm playing someone. Oh. Suddenly, I, I well, thought I was. Just... I might be in character now, asking you about the Charlotte Street Hotel in character. This could be improvisation. Oh, right. oh, could uh, be impro. Oh. I know it was brilliant because that was the first time I'd been down to London and I stayed at the Charlotte Street Hotel uh, with the brilliant Hotel Tonight app that I got and it was fantastic and I had a wonderful time and a lady behind the bar gave me a hand job. Uh, so that's uh, so that's it. Um, sign up and play the football Excellent. pools. This is another, um, another announcement, Jim. Oh, okay. Sign up and play yep. the football pools and get four games free. How do you do that? I'll tell you. Go to http colon forward slash bit dot ly forward slash hammer pools. Hammer, H-A-M-M-E-R-P-O-O-L-S. So HTTP that sounds like we've merged colon. with Hartlepool's United. That's it? right. It does yeah. sound like that, yeah. um, but we haven't. And that's a uh, mnemonic. That's a way of remembering it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, West Ham and Hartlepool being incredibly yeah. helpful. This Hammerspools. Hammerpools. Hammerpools. HTTP colon double double forward slash bit dot ly forward slash Hammerpools. Uh, play the football pools and get four games free. Go to that place. That's right. Go to it. Brilliant. So we get on with it now. So joining us, joining us, uh, Jim, as you will have detected, uh, uh, is, is here. Is, is here. I'm here. Is yes. Here. Good evening, everybody. Well, who else is with us, Jim? Uh, well, another Jim. Another Jim is a with different us. different Jim. Now, this Jim is a, has been a friend to the podcast and uh, a frequent visitor to the Facebook page pretty much since we, be- we began. Yeah, as pretty Jim much. Air Pop. He was uh, he was in there right early uh, when we started and was an excellent, uh, good friend and contributor, uh, a very good natured chap that we had. Subsequently met at games. He's now turned into a diabolical <laughs> maniac, <laughs> a furious, angry tattoo. He's monster. an angry man. Yeah. He went through he went through the the other nom de plume, uh, Jim Jim Dolan, but spelt with a huge amount of letters, like Irish names are all spelt. Yeah. The original Gaelic I went for, That's just, right. just for fun. Uh, it is Jim Dean Dolan. Hello. Hello. Hurrah. There he is. Now, was that the Gaelic way of spelling Dolan? According to the genealogy.com or whatever it was, yeah, <laughs> so probably not. Do you have any Irish heritage in you? Uh, yeah, most of it, actually. Right, right, right. So you're entitled to use that. You're entitled to use that. If you that like. Spelling. Yeah, yeah. I do like. I do like. I think, I think unnecessary characters and syllables in names are terrific. Like Chumley. 
Chumley, yes. C H O L M O N D O E Y. Fanshawe. Featherstone. F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N-H-A-U-G-W. probably got the most, actually. Yeah, yeah. We like that. We're all over that. We love it. Now, there's two games to talk about because we haven't done a podcast for a little while, a fortnight, I think. So we've got two losses to talk about. Yes, two, two defeats. But what contrasting defeats what? they were. They were like chalk and cheese. They were. They yes, were like chalk and absolutely. cheese. Absolutely. Uh, but consistent levels of refereeing. Yes, now the refereeing will come oh, to. Well, well, I don't even know I about was, that. I, it was bad and really bad. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get to the Chelsea game because it got moved and I had arranged to go and see a band. I went yeah. to go and see Panda Bear and it was boring. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. Only brightened up when I turned around and told some people to shut up and got into a big argument with them. Oh, it just sounds like football then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. I, I cheated it in the manner I would have cheated West Ham versus Chelsea at Upton Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, I, I did. I, yeah, it was boring. Not very good. And I wish I'd seen the game. But yeah, I well, you, yes, it was a great Still game. nice. Uh, the deal to get my ticket was struck on this very podcast yes. the last time we did it. Yeah, he nice. came along and we had a jolly good evening yeah. and we had a nice little uh, get-together in the Black Lion uh, afterwards. And enjoyable. Colin was there and, right. uh, yeah, yeah. An enjoyable loss. Well, anyway, actually, if, if, yes, in some senses it was, in the sense that we played well and deserved to get something out of the game. But in other respects, I, I was... Incandescent with rage, Phil. Should we talk about the Chelsea game first, then go back in time, or should we talk about them in order? What do you think? Uh, we need well, an agenda. Let's not let's not make, spend too long making that decision. No. Uh, well, I think if we end on a high, if we finish with the Chelsea one, we can end kind of on a high. Well, I think yeah, let's go back to Palace. Yes. Yeah. So that was a sort of weird game, wasn't it? I thought that. Uh, you know, there was a lot of sort of rage about it afterwards. I kind of thought, in a funny way, no one was disastrously bad in it, but nothing seemed to quite work. Yeah, it was all a bit meh, wasn't it? It no. didn't really get started, and no. then they they you know, piled the pressure on us, and we just didn't deal with it at all. It no. was unusual in that we were bullied out of it, really. Yes, and yes. that you know, the the three goals came from set pieces, which on the whole, you know, under Allardyce, we 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 defend reasonably well. Um, and it was just, you know, that kind of kind of sloppy, sloppy moments of, of defending, wasn't it? But they 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 wanted it more. They were they more did, physical. Yeah. They need it, don't they? They needed it more. But you know, I, it was a, it was an unusual performance in the sense that I, it was probably the most feeble and sort of um, lacklustre we've been. Uh, yeah. uh, for a while. Yes, it was strange. Uh, the, uh, the, one of the only insights I think I had about it was that they, you know, the, uh, there were a couple of sort of, you know, hopefully ironic mentions on the Facebook page going, well, everyone got the diamond they wanted and Sacco and Valencia up front and it didn't work. Uh, no, 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 no. And I sort of thought, um, because Downing, I thought, had an especially uninspired game. And we sort of need that number 10 position to be firing the way yeah. it works. You know, it's, it's very dependent on the person in that position to be doing a good job. And, and he, 
had quite a poor game. Yeah. I think possibly our poorest game, and was man of the match. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. It's insane. Yeah, no, I heard a little boy talking to his dad on the way to the station saying, Daddy, why was Stuart down in man of the match? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit yeah, knee high. He, when when a it. father is unable to explain <laughs> the workings of a world, the, uh, a strange, bizarre world to his child, it must be it's a terrible moment in the father's life when, yeah. when, a whole, when a child's whole value system is turned upside down. And a terrible moment for the child when, for the first time ever, his dad just doesn't have an answer. That's right, yeah. A, a, a moving. A moving, poignant moment. I thought we just needed to mix it with them a bit more. Yeah. Um, I thought it was possibly a game where it would have been useful to have had Collins at centre half. Yes. Um, not just from the point of view of marking at the set pieces and getting in headers and whatever, but you know, just the fact that he's got that bulldog, never say die spirit yeah. that we, we seem to be lacking. And funnily enough, possibly, um, possibly Nolan might have might have got his foot in. Yeah, a bit. see, this is the thing I don't get. Allardyce talks about, you know, he wrote, he changes the formation for the game, Mm-mm. and then doesn't play the diamond when it's best suited. And then when you come up against the whole team of bruisers, decides to try and. Play it that yes, way. It's, it's, yes. I wonder if they've been playing like bruisers. Murray's relatively new to them, isn't he? And he was definitely like just a. No, know. he's been there a while, I think. But he's been getting starts. He um, feels like I he's think like, he's had a long injury. Feels um, like he's come from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. He's been. He's been. He's been around. Because Max play, played a lot in the early yeah. part of the season, doesn't he? So, yeah. so maybe, maybe Murray hasn't actually played yeah. that much. No, no, um, he's been there a while. But he was a bruiser, wasn't he? He was a cheat as well. He got, yeah. Not only was he a kind of nasty, you know, grabber, bear hugger, uh, shoulder charger, but he also went down when uh, nothing had happened to him. He was yeah. just an all-round cheat. I really disliked him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he was sort of... <clears throat> But once again, we came up against a team with a big physical presence just in front of the back four and struggled to cope with it. Every mm-hmm. team we play has got that. We, we struggle against Stoke because of Nzonzi. Yeah. Uh, we struggled against uh, Man United when they put Fellaini there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and we really, really struggled against... Yeah, Yedinak was, was excellent for them, really. I yeah. Mean, I know he you know, put the elbow in or whatever, but... Uh, you know, that's, again, that's again that's them showing how much more they wanted it yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. too many too many of our players just strolled around looking uninterested <coughs> mm. like yeah that. I think it was a little bit of a it was one of those it's very I, mean, I don't know you know however well, we hard you two, try it's yeah. hard to get yeah. that sort of, it really is difficult isn't it with football teams now safe from relegation to get that sense of, of kind of complacency out of them at times I yes think. there was an interesting uh, I think it might have been around the time of him renewing his contract but there's a little piece of uh, writing around an interview with with Noble uh, that po- that pointed that out. He was sort of saying, you know, for uh, Valencia Sacco and Kayati, uh, uh, the Premiership is quite new to them, and they're having to get used to the idea of the, just the week to week intensity of it. Yes, the game's coming thick and fast. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that after Christmas, you know, teams you play below you are fighting for their lives. Teams you play above you fighting for Champions League places and that's often why you're just shuffled into like you know mid-table that, that, that season we finished 10th under Allardyce we almost couldn't finish any lower because teams below us were taking points off each other yeah. teams above us were taking points yeah. and you can actually stay in the same place without doing much and in fact by losing and drawing a lot of your games yeah um, it, it is that that's exactly it it's that week to week intensity there are no gimme games are there no, it's, no. that's what that's what if anything makes it the kind the, of toughest league there is the shine came off song certainly if you were judging by our Facebook page 
Um, uh, people were, you know, that's really been coming for a while, yes. though, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's not really played very well on the whole since Christmas, has he? To be no. honest, I like to think he's just playing badly on purpose so we can get him on the cheap, get him cheaply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was better against not Spurs, true, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Am I good. not imagining that? I mean, I, I, um, I think he, you know, when we went to the five across midfield with Carroll, there was less movement in front of him, and then part of what, part of what people, you know, see as, I don't know, like, you know, just not not playing very well is that he's been taught to hang on to the ball until you can find a pass in front of you and there was a time in the Palace game where I sort of turned to you because he sort of did a sideways run basically along the centre line and then gave it to uh, Cresswell and Cresswell was about a metre away from him Uh, and you're going you could have made that pass right at the beginning because there was space for Cresswell but I think he was just looking for something better than a sideways pass looking for something to happen in front of him and when he passed it to Cresswell his kind of arms went up in a in a sort of you know slightly frustrated gesture going this is the only pass I can make so you know, last season, the season before, we were, we, were, we had a lot of players that that's the only pass they would have been capable of making, uh, and you know it got to Cresswell, but it was slightly dead time while he ran while he ran along, and people kind of I don't know what they interpret that as sometimes, mm. but I mean you know he had the ball, the other team didn't have the ball. He ended up making a one-yard pass. It was but dead time, and it wasn't very inspiring, but at least yeah, we kept the ball. Yeah. Um, but he's done a lot of delaying the pass and giving it away. Uh, well, there was I, one I against Palace where I think that, that you know, the, it was, the ball was in our area, and he was kind of shepherding it sort of towards the line. It wasn't going to go over. So instead of like, booting it out, he kind of like, chips it up in the air and then booted it over his shoulder, and yeah. it landed in the, in the box. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Just put it out for a corner or try yeah, and get yeah. it out for a throw. Yeah. I think maybe he suffers from what you, I mean, very different types of players, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to compare them, but you know, you always used to say Vaz Tay, people criticise him because he always gives the ball away because he sees more of the he ball. He sees more of the ball. And yeah, I think yeah. it's the same kind of yeah. thing with Song. Yeah. You know, people are constantly looking for him to do something, and he can't always do something. And there's expectation as well, isn't it? We know that he can, you know, he is quality. And the Facebook group. And it's has, frustrating yeah. when he doesn't show that quality. The Facebook the group has had kind of, there has been a slight influx of idiots in the last kind of six months or so. Mm. And there was like, Lazy. He's lazy. Oh. I'm going. He's not lazy. No, he's, he's not lazy. The one thing he isn't is lazy. Uh, he he he's 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 able to pace himself incredibly well. He had a fantastic engine when he first came and sort of covered every blade of grass. He would be in their area in the middle middle circle. He'd be in our area. He would quite often go where the ball was, but he would was able to time his arrival because he can read the game mm-hmm. uh, and would saunter towards where the, the action was, mm-hmm. but also kind of arrive in time. Nolan fails to get a lot of tackles in, and he is out of breath and red and lacking puff. Uh, if you you know if you can read the game like Song can, you will get to where you need to be and uh, still not be out of breath. It's like the notion that he's sort of lazy is uh, insane. In the first half of the season, the the thing I think everyone admired about him was his ability to dictate the pace of play himself. Mm. It was like almost effortless. He'd have players all around him, but he'd just, like you say, saunter off with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's dried up a bit as of late, but yeah. maybe maybe he's just been found out. Possibly, yeah. I mean... Yeah, people close him down quicker, maybe. But, uh, you know, he's very good. When he's got the ball, you know, he, he ve- people rarely take it off him as such, but <clears throat> he quite often gets sort of painted, paints himself into a corner, I feel, yeah, yeah. occasionally. He'll go for the holly. Would pass and sometimes and there is an easier ball available. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think James yeah. McFadden sort of put a little piece of writing on the Facebook group about him, which sort of implied that 
when you're in a team where around you are kind of Messi and you know Iniesta and yeah. Suarez and people like that, you you know you you're used to movement around you and people demanding the ball sort of constantly, and yeah. that uh, um, he's looking for that and not getting it, and uh, but has been brought up to play in only one way. Yeah, um, and you know James McFadden sort of sort of. Conf- his his conclusion was perhaps he's a little too good for our club, and we should maybe co- you know could get someone a little bit worse. And you know, it's a shame though. It's a shame to think that way, you know. But I think yeah. he's right. I think James is. I think James has got a very good point. Yeah. Well, well, he is certainly the best in terms of you know quality. He's the best player we've had in a long, long while. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I suppose maybe there's a degree to which people aren't always on his wavelength. And uh, I remember actually, that, I mean, people slated him a lot of the time, but w- w- that brief spell that Lundberg was with us, yeah, he would often make all kinds of kind of fantastic runs <laughs> and just expect the ball to come to him in the course yeah, yeah. of the West Ham. It just didn't arrive. No, um, occasionally, you get these players who, who people slag off, <clears> but actually are. No, they are. They're just used to playing in a better team, and they are a bit better. I felt that way about Rebroff. Actually, everyone sort of yeah, re- yeah, yeah. I, I just felt, oh no, he's just a bit. He's, he's on a different wavelength to the rest. I am. Um, I mean, one thing I thought, you know, bit with Downing having not a great game, was that it was sort of a shame we didn't have Zerati as you know, just as a as an alternative to a number ten that it's not firing. Well, try this other guy, you know, because he plays in that position. Yeah, our bench is looking very bare at the moment, isn't it? Yes, I mean that was very one thing, wasn't it? Was the, you were just going, there's no one on this bench that's going to change this game. That's in the last few games. I looked yeah. to the bench and thought there is literally nobody I'd rather have on the pitch, no matter how badly the first eleven are doing. I've just got a, a, an excerpt from. Uh, uh, Sam's uh, email because of course they went down to 10 men and Sam's got quite yeah. strong views about yeah, 10, yeah, 10 yeah, men I'll yeah, just yeah, read uh, yeah. it's an excerpt from it um, uh, he says uh, playing 10 men is harder than playing 11 I've said it time and time again and if it wasn't true why do I keep saying it in a sense having a player sent off meant that Alan Pardew was now playing a false nine like I did so effectively in our manager of the month winning 2014 season <laughs> they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and I'm surprised Alan and didn't pay tribute to me in his post-match interview, or at least dedicate the win to me. When an opposition player gets sent off, suddenly you're having to mark not so much a player, but the absence of a player. Anyone familiar with Erwin Schrodinger's famous thought experiment, <laughs> Schrodinger's cat, will immediately recognise the problem of whether there's actually a player in the box, or just the concept of a player. Marking a concept like jealousy or Esperanto is one of the hardest things a footballer can do. The only player I ever saw who could really mark the absence of a player was Titus Bramble, who I once saw man-marking the concept of pantheism for over an hour. Uh, and that's uh, that's what he has to say about because because the Palace went down to ten men, which yeah. of course yeah. made our job. If Palace had gone down to nine men, I think we might have been slaughtered in that match. Yeah, could, we could have been slaughtered to eight nil. If they'd gone yeah. down to eight men, yeah, we could yeah, have been yeah, crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yes. It was, uh, yes, oddly disappointing game. But, I mean, it was, you know, we were a bit tired when we played, had the Man U game and the Southampton game. Um, you know. uh, that had taken a bit out of them, I'm sure, yeah. especially, you know, effectively playing with nine men against Southampton. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It was a shame, wasn't it? However, a couple of days later, uh, we played, uh, we lost 
Magnificent. Heroically, yeah. Magnificent it was loss. the definition of, of heroic, magnificent defeat. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones where everything's against you, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you've got... Yeah. It, it feels like there's no way into this game because the officials just won't let you. No. But you still keep going at it, you know, full of pride and all the rest of it. And you, you do feel, even though we lost, you do feel proud of the team after that. Yeah, definitely. I, I really expected, I, I, you know, in fact, I dreamt, maybe I dreamt it, that, that Andre Marin and his lines would, would run to the Chelsea fans <laughs> and <laughs> applaud them over the head <laughs> of the end, end of the, the Chelsea game. Do that thing of sliding uh, along the grass. It was just, stomachs. there were times when, particularly, uh, you know, the first time, it was as if he was just doing what the Chelsea players told him to. They would put their hands up or yeah. appeal for something, and he'd instantly every offside for that, it. that they flagged for was given. Unbelievable! I mean, he, it was just staggering. Yeah. And um, I do think my theory about this is that is that um, we were the first to cop the uh, fallout from Mourinho's appearance on um, goals on Sunday, the Sky Sports appearance. Yeah, definitely. Because he did a classic Ferguson, everyone's against uh, spunker mentality. The, ref, the the officials are always all by, and so now it is, it is the pressure that gets put on these officials by uh, it, Mariner was crap in the game. Let's face it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not excuse, But on the other hand, I think in the back of his mind is. Oh, particular the classic one was that the handball was right in front of him. He had a perfectly good view of that. It was a blatant handball, the Cahill handball. Should have been a penalty. And uh, he's looking at and he's thinking, oh, if I give this penalty and it turns out to be not, you know, it's that kind of, it's yeah. one of those decisions, then I don't want the grief that's going to come my way. I don't want that pressure. As soon as you're refereeing games with these top four clubs, you're much more in the media spotlight, and it's in the back of your mind that you're going to you're going to get this kind of kind of slating from the, uh, and yeah. it's going to be high profile in in the, in, in the media. Whereas uh, a grumbly Sam Allardyce yeah, yeah. and a few your wanker calls from the from from the um, Bobby Moore lower is not really going to kind of put you off your no. your breakfast next day. So um, that's what it was. I thought it was a total and utter bottle job. On the part of the referee, but what about the, the linesman? The, the as second, well? well, the linesman was terrible for that. I mean, the offside goal, no, but not on that side. Know, where I'm sat on the east, on the east, yeah. on the east. Oh, well, you had a better every, view of that. Every single time we were through or was played through, their defenders would put their hand up, and the linesman would react to them. He wouldn't. It's not yeah, that's the what situation. It like. That's absolutely what it looked like. And you know, I mean, in the upper, they've got a really good view. Obviously, no, I'm not professional official, but for God's sake, every single time it was just like a puppet pulling, pulling, you know, sorry, a puppeteer pulling strings. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I mean, he bottled, he bottled the yellow, the second yellows that should have been shown to Terry and certainly to Hazard. Um, you know, Hazard right in front of us cleaned Noble out. And it right. was a cl- blatant yellow card. I mean, you know, absolutely clear cut and nothing. And it's all about I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I haven't got the balls to send off one of Jose's players. That's what it was about. It was a disgraceful performance. I was furious. Right. Really, really furious. So he was worried about it seems me. Seems to be your just default position. Jim. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm a mild-mannered, uh, peaceful. In fact, I'm normally very objectively kind of kind of fair about referees. I As quite a often former people... referee yourself, Jim. Uh, yes, indeed. lest we forget. Yes, Jim. lest we forget yeah, that. Lest we forget that. Uh, quite often, people kind of rant about. Oh, go yeah, when yeah. there's a foul, and I go and in my head. This little voice goes, "No, that was a foul, actually." Yeah, or, yeah, you know, oh, no, yeah, that was yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm quite often like that. But this this guy was just oh the pits. I mean, it was disgraceful. 
Yeah, and the Hazard goal, you know, their one goal was in fact an offside goal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, offside. And very yeah. quite clearly offside as well. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. I called it straight away. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. even in line. I'm, I'm, I'm behind the goal. Yeah. And I called it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if we were planning on talking about this, but I mean, the whole debate's opened up obviously around the video replay and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that match on Wednesday, I think I posted it on the Facebook group at the time, that is clear evidence, as to my opinion, why it should at least be trialled. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd have won, we'd have, we, if we'd have stuck the penalty away that would have been a, a given on yes. video replay, we'd have won that game 1-0. Yeah, and we yeah. would have deserved to win it. I mean, we, we've talked about the referee, but actually, we played bloody well. We did. Downing really was well. fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. Further out on the left, but on the left, on, on the right side, as it were, for him. And he took Ivanovic to the cleaners time and time again. Kiati was fantastic. We, we were really, really good. The full-backs were great. We yeah. played super football. A lot yeah, of great one-touch attacking football. Second half, especially. Mm. I mean, they were good as well. It was a great game of football. And they, they, you know, they, were, they were frightening on the break. And they had great players to bring on, like Willian, to come on. But, yeah. but we absolutely had them rattled. We really, really had them rattled. I saw, uh, you know, I saw some post-match interviews and I saw a match of the day. And uh, there was quite a bit in both the punditry and Jose's post-match interview about, you know, you know what you're going to get with West Ham. They're going to go direct, going to go direct. Well, Every single excerpt of the game was us running the ball into their penalty area. Yes. Or just crossing from the yeah. wing. If that's a long ball because the... Because Cresswell's on the touchline, then crosses into the penalty area. I mean, that 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 wouldn't be my definition of a long ball. If no. it's physically gone a long way because it was from the touchline to the six-yard box, well, then a lot of balls are going to be called long balls. And Barcelona are a long ball team, you know. Yeah, a lot of the time, they were reduced to hoofing it out. Of yeah, the yeah. yeah, there, there really were parts well. of that second half where I think if you'd shown someone who knew nothing about football parts of that second half, they'd have difficulty telling which team was yeah, the one higher yeah. up the table. We yeah, it was really pushed them. I mean, they didn't they, they didn't have the clips on match of the day to support the kind of uh, well West Ham were very direct and it was hard to mark against that both the pundits and the they're showing clips of something and saying that something else is happening it was extraordinary did, they, some... did the pundits go, go with that narrative <clears throat> um, as well then I I didn't I see think it, but they did yeah did they? I can't remember it seemed to be it seemed to be sort of when they were going and going you know this is I think it might have been a bit of you know, good defending from Chelsea. This is, you know, they were really under the cosh from West Ham here, but they kind of, they held firm and Cahill and Terry. They, did, good they did defend you well, know, to be fair but, to them. But they they're did. kind of going, you know, the ball's <clears throat> flying in, West Ham are very direct. So these tags are hard to lose, aren't they? Because I, I was reading yeah. loads of things on, on Twitter about, you know, Chelsea fans saying, oh, West Ham kicking lumps out of us, blah, blah. Like, what are you fucking talking yes, about? Well, yeah, yeah. What, they might have that? got that impression because, I mean, and this is not, this is without, without a single exception, it is cl- now clearly a Kind of club policy tactic that whenever the, a Chelsea player was fouled and went down, yeah, it looked like they had been forever. hit by some sniper from yeah. the stands or an ac- an invisible axe murderer. It was, oh, I got, that, that I got angry about that as well. That tag is hard to shake, but it's, yeah. it's no, it's you know, it's no accident we're top of the Fair Play League. Or yeah, yeah. We're, n- we're, we're not the team no, of no, last no. or previous seasons kicking lumps out of people. No, well, I think that was, a, I think that was, a, you know, a kind of sensible thing. Uh, for Allardyce to say we should cheat more when he was talking about the Harry Kane dive. Yeah, he says this all the time and they never learn. <laughs> but I don't think they should. I just, no. I don't want to contribute there, to the there problem. Is the, I don't want to contribute to the problem. It's admirable, isn't it, to, to be know, yeah. sportsmanlike in a sport. Yeah, sports. I mean, I just think you've got to. It's like, it's just that way lies madness. Because actually... They won't reward you for it because we're not a top four team, you know. So, so we'll dive and get yellow cards for diving, you know. Uh, 
So I exactly. think, I think you know, sort of yeah, exactly. play, playing fair should be the thing. But yes, I wish I'd seen that game. It sounded, it sounded, sounded good. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, we had a, gave it a right go, which you know is what we should have done when we went there on Boxing Day. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the performance we were expecting on the, in that yes. game. Just get in amongst them. But Second there half, that, there was that resting the team thing for the Arsenal game, which we thought we could win. Yeah, more. Yeah, and yeah, we're going to yeah. go to Arsenal at the week. I mean, is he going to think, oh, I might rest the team for games we can win more easily after that? Because that's know. what we did two seasons. Well, we went to Arsenal. They are not coming that thick and fast, though, are they? It no. was two days, two days away, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, and there were wo- injury worries with Song uh, and um, Saka. But think. the five one a couple but, of uh, uh, well, seasons ago, done. you know, we went to that, yeah, and he yeah. rested players for it, and then yeah. then bought the big guns on when we were four one. Yeah, I think down. the circumstances are different. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, no, I, no, I doubt no. that he will. Um, we have to say though. Uh, for me, Nolan's best ever game for West Ham. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was fantastic. Was he? Yeah. Noble was good as well, um, but he was just putting his foot in. His touch was good. He wow. d- distributed the ball. I mean, he looked like a complete midfield player. I, I, I couldn't... I, it, yeah, you had to rub your eyes, really. You yeah. find it hard on Facebook. People yeah. still say, oh, what are you talking about? He had a good, no, he, he did have he a good game. Really Even little good. things like a ball be going past him and he'd stick his leg out as far as he could just to, just to clip it, just to break yeah, up the play... Little things like that, the effort was there. Yeah, because some of the people, you know, the you are wrong, Sam is right, and every decision he makes is right. People have pointed at games where Nolan has played earlier this season that I've seen, and basically a level of competence has been described as Nolan was outstanding today, Nolan was magnificent today. Whereas he, he's really just achieving a kind of, you know, if a championship player would yeah. come into that. No, I, I, I've, I've said before, I spent a lot of the time, even, even when people were really loving Nolan, he was scoring goals. I would often come away thinking, well, that whole game has par- largely passed him by. I don't yeah. see the function it's of it. It's that weird thing of all he did was so score a goal. I'm, I'm, I've yeah, been yeah. his harshest critic at times, but you've got a fair play. He was terrific. OK, well, we'll talk about the uh, Arsenal game later. But, Jim, uh, we should talk about Pride of Irons. Yes, yes Jim. You've yeah, started, you've started uh, uh, a supporters group. Uh, yeah. Supporters groups are, uh, you know, they, they, have, they come in different forms. You get your Norwegian hammers. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, about the background, too. Uh, I could say it all, but I don't yeah. want to hear you. Um, yeah, so the club does have lots of supporters groups. I think they've got 40-odd, and they are all geographical. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've spoken about this on the Facebook group before, but there was a particularly nasty incident, um, I think it was last season, a couple, maybe it was two seasons ago, um, just some bloke shouting horrible, racist, homophobic stuff. Um, and generally that kind of thing doesn't bother me. You know, I'll, mm. I'll, maybe I'll confront someone, maybe it'll go you know, over my head. But it's weird, because you know how football grounds, it, it's that weird atmosphere where it's very contained and everyone feels like everyone's on the same wavelength and you think well if I say anything here what's going to happen yeah, are people yeah. going to be with me or am I going to get my head kicked in so yeah it was weird for me I'm not used to feeling uh, I'm not used to feeling helpless like that no um, so that was pretty shit um, so yeah. um, I decided to I went on Twitter I was like you know I've got quite a few West Ham supporting people following me and I was just like look if, if I set this thing up would there be an appetite for it and a few people said yes and then um it's, you know, follow, people start following, and then this there's this uh, it's called Gay Support Gay Football Supporters Network GFSN. They got involved, yeah. and the football versus homophobia people they started tweeting me, and then GFSN <coughs> started talking to West Ham, and I came along to a meeting with them, and that was actually really good because 
a lot of the other clubs do this thing where they set up these LGBT supporters groups and they put rainbow flags up in the ground and everyone wears a t-shirt. And yeah. it, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking it because that works for them, but that's not West Ham in my, in my no. eyes. It's not a look at us, accept us thing. It's just hey, look, you know, we're we're, we're here. Yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of. I'm a supporter like you. Yeah, I respect you. You respect me. So um, the the club were very happy with how I wanted to approach it because they didn't want us putting. They said, you know, we have trouble putting up new TVs or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. The, the the maintenance of the old of the current ground is is yeah not the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they were quite happy with it. And I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not the only gay football supporter who might no. be interested. So we all went down there, had a meeting. <coughs> I say we all about twelve, thirteen of us, and uh, everyone's on pretty much on the same page. Hmm. So. Um, you know, uh, Dave Zander McWalnuts on the Facebook group. He's yeah. been taking over social media and doing loads of tweeting and Facebooking. And Very good. The club organised a, um, a launch just before the Crystal Palace game. So they started off really well and did quite yeah. badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, David Gold came along for a photo shoot, did an interview for uh, West Ham TV. Yeah, I saw some pictures from it. Uh, was Looked at the right scruff, so weren't I? Yeah, yeah I should, I could have dressed a bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah smarten up, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Could have worn my suits, though. Yeah, yeah, it's changed. What's wrong with it? It's supposed to be the thing about gay yeah. men. Is there very I know, I'm the worst. I'm the worst homosexual ever. And good dress. Fashion sense. That's why often people think I'm gay, is that I'm so well I can see that. I can see that. I'm so stylishly to me. If you'd like to join, you're more than welcome. Well, I think I will. Well, I will join. I'm going to join. Um, um, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's open to to everyone. It's not a it's not a, a gay club for gay people. No, this no, is no, no. this is about people who want to respect each other. And that's uh, that's you know we we when there was a, a foreskin song gate uh, a couple of weeks right. ago about you yeah. know some of the discussions on Facebook group. Uh, some people think about when you know that, that, that you have formed a kind of a band of uh, of black supporters or a band of gay supporters, sort of for your own ends, and that you know, you know well, what do you want? What do you want? Why can't you just join the other supporters groups? And and, and what 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 Pride of Irons is doing is it's creating a kind of an atmosphere that the players can see reflected in them. It's to do, I think, it's to do with. Uh, creating an environment in which you know play, players can come out. There's going to be by sheer statistics, there are gay footballers, yeah. but uh, they just can't, you know, no, they can't absolutely. make themselves known. And what for me you're doing is not about what you're doing for yourself. It's it's about creating an environment, isn't it? It's about creating a kind of it is. Uh, it's about trying to sort of affect small shifts in society so that you make a society in which if a footballer is gay he can come out we, we went around the room and asked people what they wanted from it and one you know number one was raising awareness of, of the fact there are LGBT yeah. fans and maybe people think twice about some of the things they chant but number two was creating that safe atmosphere yeah. For, yeah, yeah. for players because part of our mission statement that we had to have on our they asked us for this mission statement thing for the supporters group on the website and the thing we put on there was create an environment the, the club being very supportive to us and we'd like to extend that support back to create an environment for all the players staff yeah. throughout the women because you know, they're gay women yeah, out, yeah. footballers who are out you know yes, there's not a problem right. yeah, with yeah, that yeah, yeah. so we want to help create that environment yeah that's right it, that's exactly what it is for me I mean it's not you know people always think you know in, in, the, in the 80s when the Daily Mail were kind of going oh the London Borough of Brent started a kind of lesbian group what do they you know what do they want it's all sort of as if it's for themselves it's not it's actually it's, it's attention is not inward it's attention is outward you know it's about trying, it's about trying to create an, uh, society at large yeah. you know, like Dave yeah, yeah. Is, is not gay he's, he's 
he's married, he's got, a, he's got a kid. But one of the things that really bothered him about hearing all that stuff last season was he wants to bring his son to football. He yeah, wants to, right. His son's yeah, six, yeah. and he said, yeah. I don't want to bring my son yeah. to, to hear that kind of stuff. I want him to, be, I want him to grow up yeah. respecting other people. That's quite, there was an interesting documentary, I think, on like BBC Four or something, fronted by John Fashionu's daughter. Yes, and yeah, I saw that. about... Uh, homosexuality in, in the sort of world of football, and so so obviously talked about Justin Fashionu. John Fashionu somehow, in talking about his dead brother, came over really back. Yeah, it's extraordinary. He really did. That guy is at all strange, isn't he, John Fashionu? Uh, anyway, but it was a it was a kind of a you know uh, they talked to uh, Matt Lucas, who I know, who's an Arsenal fan and stuff. And, you know, he he sort of mentioned that <clears throat> you know they were talking about the sort of. We can see you holding hands to the chance of Brian. And he was saying, you know, I'm not offended by that. Yeah, you know, there's difference. It's, it's this is the whole silly, banter you know, offence yes, thing. Right. Yes, the exactly. Line. And the line, you know, the line between banter and offence, there was, a, you know, someone, when I, when I posted sort of about the kind of, uh, about the, the Spurs song, um, the counter-argument is, uh, oh, you know, you hate all offence, you don't want anyone to, you know, have fun or shout stuff out. And you go, of course there are degrees to offence. Something is kind of banter and something is extremely offensive. And you have to characterise a fucking difference between those. It's of not course. like, oh, you just want, you don't want anyone to say nothing. You don't want anyone to say anything. You go, no, of course they can shout stuff out. And like, you know, that we can see you holding hands on, so, you know, it's sort of funny and it's, you know, it's kind of stupid. In a way that the, you know, the foreskin song is like it's sort of, I don't see it's daft, but until it, you know, without its little, you know, charming little yeah. addition of the, you know, the, I can't even bring myself to say it, you know, that song is like, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's sort just of acceptable. hatred, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not funny, it's not, you know, this whole thing, oh, it's just a bit of fun, you just want to stop our fun. Does, does your fun have to be at the expense of making someone else feel like unsafe? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're a Jewish person on a bus in North London, you've got tens of football fans chanting that you're going to feel unsafe yeah yeah and, 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 and you know those those the, what the words mean the the, the the main part of the foreskin song and then the effing Jew part are two completely different things it's like absolutely shouting, yeah, you know shouting quite violent insults at people and using a kind of di- description of someone's ethnicity as a sort of an insult word you know, is is different from kind of singing a kind of song yeah. about. You know. oh, I've got to say though, when it comes to causing offence, let, let me get. You know, I'm not trying to say no one can say anything. No, no, offense, no, no. But as it is your right to say effing Jew, it's everyone else's right to think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. And it's the club's right to say, well, you, you know, the club always sends yeah. these emails that like, you are, you act as ambassadors to the club. That it's within their right to revoke your ticket yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day you are representing them to a degree. They are a business. They have an international. Well, they're trying to grow an international profile. Yeah. They don't want to be associated with you, yeah, so it's I your think, choice. And I think the other factor that we've got to start taking on board as, as fans is that there is a media out there that is desperate oh, to Jesus, jump yeah. on every single thing that a slightly single thing well, that a football week, fag yeah, does yeah. wrong yeah. Uh, and lump them, they will lump them all in together. Well, this week, you know, I want to talk about, uh, uh, we should talk about the Villa game. Uh, you know, the, the pitch invasion was. In the Evening Standard today, there's a, there's a picture... I mean, this was, it's almost the same as when I said they couldn't find clips to show us banging it long when they were making the point we were banging it long. There's a picture in the Evening Standard today of uh, a load of Aston Villa fans on the pitch uh, with their hands in the air, smiling and laughing. And uh, the caption is, Disgraceful scenes from the Villa ground. It's like... Do you know what I mean? You, you know, a load of blokes ran on the pitch. It's like, a, you know, 
it's the way the press conflated the guy dying out on Green Street, which is bad when we played Millwall in 2010. Yes, terrible. To some people running on the pitch when we yeah. scored a goal. Yeah. And saying that somehow that's the same thing. People will run on the pitch again. The, the notion of going, this must never happen again, this must be stamped out. You've got to go, some people ran on the pitch. You know, that's all that happened. It will happen again. Uh, we should try and discourage it, you know, but... I personally love a pitch invasion. Last, last game of next season, I'm, I'm imagining a few people might end up on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's absolutely. just no way that's not going to... No, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we used to run on the pitch at the end of the season, didn't we? Because they were going to dig the surf up. What, so they, they, they allowed it. They allowed yeah, you to run on the pitch. Yeah, but that, there was that overflow. But what, what happened there was an overflow of a, of, a, of, a, of a set of supporters who've been through an absolutely wretched time. Terrible they're, season. They're, they're, their team has scored virtually no goals all season. It's the, been absolute, it's the FA Cup. They're going to go to West, Wembley. West Midlands Derby. It's a West Midlands Derby. And the, it was just that uh, spontaneous overflow of powerful yeah. feelings, as yeah, Wordsworth yeah. would say. Yeah. And that's not well, football massive. hooliganism or. <laughs> for, yeah, Carlisle United yeah, fan, yeah, I think. You know, that's not football hookers. And, and I heard, I think it was the sports minister or someone who was, who was a spokesperson for one of the parties of, of, of sport and culture this morning on the radio, instantly bracketing that with, oh, so, so we've had the incident in Paris, we've had this, we've had that. Yeah. They're not the same thing. No, Don't suddenly right. start, we're, go, you know, we're going back to the 80s. It's just, that is nonsense. No, that's Absolute right. Nonsense. That's right. And, you know, for, for anyone who's kind of looked at the things that, so, you know, you said on the podcast, I've written on the Facebook page and said on the podcast, is this notion that, you know, if we're like Dudley Do writes that just don't think anyone should say boo to a goose and stuff, we're not at all. You know, we understand that sort of football is, is a game that, you know, a lot of, a lot of white heterosexual men go to uh, a lot from a certain sort of demographic. And that sort of stuff's going to be sort of shouted out that you kind of go, oh, well, I wouldn't shout that out, but, you know, go ahead, knock yourself out, shout mm-hmm. that out. But then stuff will be shouted out that is just offensive, and you just go, how can your mouth form those words? Yeah, yeah. you kiss your how mother with that can, mouth. Yeah, how yeah. can you form those words, you yeah. know? And uh, you do notice, you know, like away at Spurs, the, the, you know, the horrible fucking Jew sort of extra thing to that song was sung by a tiny minority. A lot sang the main body of the song, but yeah, very thing. few. And there was a guy near us, and he was really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a few years, you know, we talked about it in the podcast years ago. A few years ago, we went there, and there was a. we were. I, I was literally right next to the um, the police line between the two supporters, and there were some uh, people sort of doing sort of kind of hit the salutes and ridiculous yeah. chanting behind us and people you know there were people there were a lot of West Ham fans giving them Told absolute them earful telling yeah. them to shut up and I was saying to the policeman can you not do something about this can you not do it mm-hmm. and he turned around and said to me oh they're only kids and I said yeah. no 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 you must go and do something about it that's your job Yeah, we shouldn't be having to do your job for you so it's kind of you know, it's a, you know one's looking for and you know groups like yours, yours Jim and look, you know we're looking for a kind of slow evolution of these things we're not yeah. Kind of going, you know, we are the PC brigade, we're coming in, we want to just close you all down right now. You know, zero tolerance and stuff to just, you know, songs that are a bit iffy, but you go, these are the sort of kids. No, I want football play to polite applause. I think we should have a tea break. Uh, I want uh, Pims. I want a Pims tent. What about a sausage train? Is it FC yeah, St. Paul? You've got a sausage yeah, yeah, train. We yeah, should get t- one of those. Pims. I think um, um, a, a dress code. I think we should have in the in the new. Yeah, I like. You know, uh, let's bring it all in. I like uh, like nineteen fifties beat 
clubs, beat poetry clubs, people in berets sitting on cushions, and instead of clapping, they go, hmm, hmm, <laughs> their fingers like that. Uh, and just going, yeah, yeah. Guy de Mel would like that. He'd, he'd be, yeah, he's yeah, he's swirling his drink around yeah, in his glass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And people sitting in the crowd going, oh, Hang I, on. I applaud them. What's I, that? I applaud them. What's that pitch invasion at Villa? Or was it a way... Yeah, it was that yeah, So isn't that where you got kicked out for standing up? I was up? kicked out. That's yeah, yeah, why I was yeah. kicked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems, a bit, seems a bit unfair. Jim's right. Jim was <clears throat> spotted. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Maybe you're standing in the wrong place. If you were standing on the pitch, it might have been that's okay. Right. Hypocrite. I should. Well, you'd have had yeah. trouble invading the pitch from where you were. From the balcony. You'd yeah, have had absolutely. to kind of swan dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I would have Crowd been surfing. I would have been prepared to do that. Catch me, I would have said. <laughs> Left off the balcony. Next time. Yeah, huge... It would be like the Red Sea party yeah. and it would be flattened down there. Um, yes, so a um, couple, th- couple of West Ham related things. So, Daniel Henry had a, a very interesting debut up at Blackburn. We, Apparently he was we, brilliant. We lent him to Blackburn and that decision was made at about 11.30 in the morning. Yeah, then they say he got on the train at 1.30, on arrived at 4.30. But didn't he get on the wrong tea. train or something? Yeah, or he got off at the wrong place or something? Yeah, and then had yeah. to get back on. Yeah, yeah he arrived at 4.30, had Went some tea. into the tea. <laughs> Well, I like the description. Had a bit of tea, yeah, put yeah. on his tracksuit, met the boys, and then went to the game. Met the rest of the team, and then just ran out onto the pitch and played a game of football. And apparently, he was brilliant. The yeah. manager was going, "God, he was amazing." Yeah. yeah. Ooh, isn't? Yeah. That's didn't a, play him at um, no, didn't, didn't play him at Liverpool no, no, though. No, but no, um, that's no, good. No, what are you doing? Uh, What's going on? My phone's ringing. <laughs> Oh, was that, that that was your? Oh, yeah, okay. it's my phone oh, Very good. Yeah, I thought the Grim uh, Reaper was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was good. It yes. sounds like he's good. Well, he was recommended, wasn't he, to Allardyce by one of Allardyce. Ryan Nelson. Ryan, Ryan Nelson. Nelson yeah. Mm. Uh, so you know, it's possible we might have now that we've signed Winston Reid. Winston Reid. Oh, signed as well, didn't he? Was it Oxford? Yeah. It was one of one of the two. Both of those. Yeah, well, that, oh, yeah, yeah. Oxford be, has. Yes, definitely. We might yeah. conceivably be all right for our fourth uh, central defender. For yes, a long time as Don well. Neil, if Donnell is ready to kind of go into the the uh, cut and thrust of the Premier League, you know, I mean, we could easily go the other way and just get an old warhorse, another Abdullah Fai type to to be. Well, a no, ho- hopefully, we probably need a fourth. Uh, hopefully, we? you know, when he when he with with a good loan <laughs> spell, uh, so he gets used to the English game and and preseason, you know, hopefully he can be that fourth. Yeah, because we have needed a fourth. Yes, yeah, centre back. Right. I think. Well, um, been caught out two seasons. Yeah, around, yeah. But our top three are good, and and the, the Winston news is 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 a oh, real, fantastic. It's a real yeah, lift, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. a sort of, it kind of, it's more than just the fact we've signed, you know, kept hold of a really good player. It's more the sort of sense that he's he's obviously thought about it, and uh, it might be that you know the, the, no, none of the sort of big clubs have come Came in for in him. For him. Yeah. But also, I think you know, I think more positively. It's that he's looked at it. He's looked at the situation and thought, "Oh, this could be a club that's 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 um, going, going places." And that's and, more money in the summer as well. Now that we don't have to sign well, another one, and also yeah. other players look at that. Players, people look at that, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had if Tompkins, you, if you hang Noble, on to Reed, Collins is being offered a new contract as well. Yeah. Was somebody else is having their contract. Uh, Sacco's one's being improved. It's yeah. that sense yeah. of stability and evolution yeah. of the playing squad that I think has been. Actually, to be fair to him, has been one of the things that has marked out the Anodice era as, yeah. as you know, as a, that's a plus point of it. I think. Does anyone know how he gets on with Anodice? I mean, is that could that be an indication that he's staying or going? 
I don't know. Don't I don't know about that. that we, we, that's all. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, another piece of news this week was uh, uh, Cagliari said goodbye to Zola, who did have to come in. I think mm. they were doing quite badly at the time. Right. And he's a Sicilian, isn't he? And I think yeah. he played for them, didn't he? Did After he? Chelsea. Oh, I think right, he, okay. I think he played for them. I think he did sort of, you know, because he's right. brilliant, scored, you know, sort of one in three for them when he was, you know, nearly 50. Uh, right. So, so right. you know, what's very good. So they really liked him there, and the fans yeah. liked him. So he went there to sort of try and rescue their season, okay. which I don't think is going great. And I don't think you know it just continued to. I liked go. him. Yeah, I liked him. I, I just felt sorry for him at the end. Really, it's just things that it, everything. He, he was he was at the, he was at the club at a yeah. disastrous time. Yeah. The mind, wasn't the he? stuff going off the field, and it's a shame because I think you half feel that with a bit more experience under his belt is is the right kind of figure for yeah. for. Later on, you know. well, we you know about his time, we sort of think he he had players sold from under him constantly. So Bellamy yeah. was sold under him, Collins was sold from under him. I think you know Etherington uh, um, because we had to you know patch up our terrible finances. Also, something happened behind the scenes in the dressing room. Um, some malaise started that because Grant didn't fix it. It seems ups and ups and seems to. Loom large in it for me because he's yeah. an atrocious yeah. captaincy, yeah. Um, and also you know for me the, the, you know the third thing is uh, what was Clark doing? You know was Clark? Yes, we well, said that a lot of the time. Didn't we? He was, yeah. he was yeah. like the next yeah. up and coming yeah, big Zola, manager. Because Zola was a risk, wasn't he? <laughs> Zola was clearly a risk. Everyone said this is a risk, but he was such a fantastic player and must have insights into the game that he can take into managerdom. But then there's this guy that's. You know, been worked at Chelsea under Mourinho. All yeah. these people who's really sort of seen it all and is gonna know how yes, to his, do the day-to-day his, managing of his role was is questionable, isn't it? Isn't it looked now? on the base. He's manager uh, at. Uh, is he manager somewhere? He was set from West Brom. Yeah, they played at, whoever he manages played at the weekend because okay. uh, he was on the. So what was the non-Premier clash with no one from the Premiership in it? Uh, Reading and Bradford. So he is at... Reading? Reading. He's at Reading, is he? Or Bradford. (laughs) No, he's not at Bradford. He's at Reading. He's at Reading now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's at Reading. But, I mean, you know, on the face of it, that looked like a good combination. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop type, you know... uh, Doer, defender versus talented. Exactly. You know... It should have sort of worked, but it obviously didn't. didn't. It's kind of what we've got now with Allardyce and Sheringham. Yeah, that's right. In yeah, some ways. Yeah, yeah. But role reversed. But, but reversed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, we should probably wrap this up. We've been talking for quite a while. And, yeah. Uh, as we often do. Yeah, got but, a little uh, while for the yeah, next yeah. game. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, that next game Arsenal. will be Arsenal away. Uh, Prediction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somehow think the win this run is going to be extended. Yeah. It's um, sort of a shame, isn't it? Because if you could sort of take the spirit from the Chelsea game into. A sort of a winnable game of the next. Yeah, but we played well against them in the you know in the home game, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't yeah. get anything out of it. I mean, we, you know, we quite often play well against. It them, seems actually. to be the last few seasons, doesn't it? We play really well and we go like one nil up and then get spanked three one or whatever. Yeah, we lose that. Yes, uh, we annoy them by scoring first a lot. Of but how dare we? But I wonder. You know, he does sometimes not turn up at away t- games to, to protect the players for you know a game that they might be able to win uh, and I'm, I'm sort of a bit worried that we might um, roll over a bit at the Emirates 
<clears throat> well, I think it's a tough, tough, tough game. I hope we don't roll over. I hope we just have it, have a go at it. I don't mind. I don't mind us losing if we give it a right old go. Yeah, I mean, it's a good game of football, and we and we and we do ourselves proud, like we did against Chelsea. Yeah, or, and we did against them in the home game against them. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be. I'm going to go for it. I think we might get a get a one one. I think we might get one a point. One. Yeah, Jim. John, you know I'm going to be positive. I'm going to. You know, they've just well, they're coming back from Dubai, aren't they? They've arrested. Mm. They've had a little bit of a break. Arsenal may not have they're still much better than us but fuck it 1-2 uh, 1-2 two. One, two. Mm. interesting yes yeah 1-2 yeah. 6-1 6 to the Arsenal 6-1 to the Arsenal ok 6-1 alright I somehow I feel none of those predictions is anywhere near what's going to happen uh, so that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time with me have been Jim Grant uh, cheerio I almost said good evening because I almost thought we were we were starting all over again. Goodbye, Jim. Uh, Goodbye, Goodbye. Cheerio. Yes. I hope we never meet again. (laughs) (laughs) And Jim Dean Dolan. Laters. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. We have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you fifteen pounds. 20 euros or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight or go to hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, uppercase all run together, West Ham in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. I know it's great as I managed to get a room at the Charlotte Street Hotel one day for less than half the normal price. So, follow the links and go to Hotel Tonight. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.